when you look at the global uh, political sphere, the conservative uh, people are rising up. They're taking offices. They're becoming uh, prime ministers. They're becoming presidents. So uh, Canadian politicians are looking at this and they say, okay, we're in a big trouble. We must cater to the conservatives because the pendulum already swung the other way. So they're going to be doing some good stuff, like um, being fair to Stephen Harper, which I met many times, he did some good things. It's not that uh, conservatives are doing always evil things, but the end game, that's what I'm trying to educate people. The end game right. is always leading us to the same slaughterhouse. For example, Daniel Smith is a, a strong advocate for a phasing off uh, by 2035. She doesn't want to do it as fast as uh, you know, the liberal government wants, but she is advocating for a, a completeless destruction of our way of life. I'm so pleased to introduce tonight's special guest speaker, Pastor Arthur Pawlowski. For many years, Pastor Arthur has faithfully served his church community and the homeless in Calgary, Alberta, yet he has endured constant criticism and backlash from the government, law enforcement, and mainstream media. He was born in communist Poland, and he is well aware of the dangers of a communist dictatorship. As a result of his life experiences, he fearlessly speaks out about the importance of embracing our Christian heritage. Psalm 119 verses 1 to 3 says, Blessed are the people of integrity, whose ways are blameless and who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep God's laws and seek Him with all their heart. They do not compromise with evil and they walk only in God's paths. So we are so grateful that Tanya and Pastor Arthur continue to provide an uncompromising example of integrity. And now, my friends, will you please help me welcome Tanya and Pastor Arthur Pawlowski. Well, thank you, Heather. Um, it's very good to have Pastor Artur on the show again. Welcome, Pastor Artur. It, it's been a little while since we've had you on, and a lot has been transpiring. And so I just, I just first of all, just want to open up and welcome you. Thank you so much, Tanya. It's always uh, a great pleasure for me to be on your show. And, and by the way, I just want to say you're doing absolutely a fantastic and amazing a godly job in our beloved Canada I wish we had more people like you. So can you multiply yourself somehow? <laughs> because we definitely we need more Tanyas here in Alberta. Well, thanks for that, Pastor Arthur. Sometimes I wish there were more of me as well, because there's a lot that Action for Canada is doing. <laughs> a lot of writing and a lot of meetings and things like that. So I can't do it without an amazing team. And of course, all of our chapter leaders across the country who have stepped up within their communities. And so, yeah, it's just growing in to be quite a force. But uh, as I was bringing you on, I said so much has happened since we last talked. And originally, a lot of people, uh, came to our show because of COVID and all of the tyranny and the uh, pressure from the government to comply. And now that COVID has uh, passed and that's wearing thin, climate change has come to the forefront. Uh, they're fighting for our land rights uh, as far as the UN and their 17 sustainable development goals, which are all a farce, a joke and a fraud. Uh, poverty is worse than it's ever been uh, because of this massive wealth transfer. And so you, as a pastor, you have 
spent many, many years committed to feeding the homeless on the streets. I'm sure that you're seeing the um, outcome of Justin Trudeau and his liberal cabal's decisions, that the increased amount of people who are hungry, the mass immigration, uh, the people without homes. And so you decided to take a step away and even pursue uh, politics in, in order to make a difference. And uh, you have been in quite the fight in Alberta. A lot of people think that uh, Danielle Smith, somehow her coming into office was almost like a savior. And I think that a lot of people don't understand that the government it's sort of, um, you have the, the gas pedal on really high and people can hardly stand it and they're starting to oppose. And so then they put the brake on just soft a little bit, maybe shift a few people around to distract, make Canadians feel like things are getting better. And that's kind of how I see Danielle Smith. I mean, Jason Kenney was a bad deal for Alberta and there's a lot of hope being put in Danielle Smith. I, and I'm saying she's doing some good things, it, it, but you know, what's the incentive? Is it part of that time of putting the brake on, making people feel a little more comfortable? And the reason I feel that is because you and I have had a talk recently and just hearing your testimony of you just simply wanting to represent Albertans and the obstacles that you've come across, uh, Tell me a little bit, tell our audience a little bit more about that. Well, first of all, let's go a little bit back. Um, Jason Kenney, I knew the man when he was the minister in the federal um, government during the Harper regime. And by the way, it was the Conservative Party that brought this garbage of WEF into Canada. You must understand the betrayal. It did not start with liberal uh, Trudeau Caligula, as my son calls him. It started with Harper, and most of the Canadians do not know that. They think that Harper and his regime was a, a good government. That was for us. Uh, the truth is, he opened the door. He signed the Paris Accord. Uh, he, he brought this craziness, the global craziness on us. He opened the door. Uh, the liberals are just finishing us up. But the pendulum is swinging around the world so uh, right now, what we are observing is that the, even the liberals are realizing, okay, we pushed it too far. We need to let the other side of the same coin back in for another decade, because that's what usually is happening. It's two-party system uh, in the States is the same thing. So today we are ruling. A few years from now, you will be ruling, but we all are heading the same uh, direction. We're leading the people into a distraction, into hell. You will own nothing and you will be happy. And, and that's what people do not understand. So Jason Kenney, during that time, he was considered one of the greatest ministers of all times. He was the one that was fighting for uh, religious rights. I don't know if you remember that. He was um, in high regards everywhere. So when he came to Alberta, and because I knew the man, I saw him many times, and I knew who he really was, I was warning Albertans about this man, and I was ridiculed. I was laughed at. He was called the savior of Alberta, and I was just an idiot that was uh, causing some trouble, probably paid by the liberal government. Of course, I have been accused of being a spy, a Russian spy, Chinese spy, Vatican spy, Mossad, you name it. Um, those people are coming with all kinds of crazy nonsense all the time. The latest was that I kidnapped my wife when she was 12, and um, <laughs> it's like we are the same age, you people get your facts straight. Um, but the truth doesn't matter to them. They're mudding the waters, and that's the whole idea. 
So going back to the situation in Alberta, we are dealing with Hydra. I don't know if you're familiar with mythology, but as a kid, I was studying. We had to study mythology. And, and that was this serpent, that monster. And you chop that monster's head off, two more heads would show up. So you just could not kill it. You had to burn it. And Hercules, with his friends, they were doing their best. And eventually, they had to burn the thing. By chopping heads, they were not achieving anything because two more heads would be showing up. That's what we have in Canada. That's what we have in Alberta. You chop one corrupted head, two more corrupted heads show up because the body, the foundation, if you will, is still the same. It's rotten to the core. Danielle Smith, I know her when she was a leader of the Wildrose Party. I was part of this. We formed this beautiful grassroots party many years ago, and uh, she crossed the floor. She was offered to be the deputy premier. She took about right. 10 MLAs with her. She betrayed us. She abandoned us just like a horde of Babylon went to bed with our enemies. And of course, she did not get the job of a deputy pre premier. She was betrayed herself as well, but the people were sick and tired. So they voted um, NDP. That's how NDP got in because of Daniel Smith. And people don't know the story. And uh, when she came into public life again with the promises, using our slogans, telling people, uh, the unvaccinated people were the most persecuted people that she has ever seen, uh, that she's going to bring uh, amnesty, that she's going to bring protection, that this will never happen again, that she will personally apologize to the pastors, there will be uh, recompensation, all those different things. She was telling us what she's going to do if elected. So she got elected. And of course, the first thing she did, she backpedaled on all the promises. Because you have to understand, and the same thing we're dealing with Pierre Paglia, it's a game. They are professional actors. They're playing this game, the good cop and the bad cop. But they all are bad cops. They are just conning you. They're con artists. That's why the only way that you will know who is who in a zoo, if you will, the goat, the sheep, or the wolf, is by the fruits you shall know them. Of course, Jesus is right every single time. If you want to know who is who, look at that person's fruit. Not what they say, because people are clever manipulators. They are professional liars. We're dealing with professional liars and thieves and manipulators. They will tell you everything. I said to the people quite often during the town hall meetings, um, let me act as a politician now. What do you want? Do you want the moon? I'm going to give it to you. No problem. Uh, yeah. Would you like a billion dollars? I'll give it to you. Would, would you like a car? What do you want? I'm going to give it to you. Just vote for me. But the moment we do, they flip, of course, and uh, they do not keep their words. Because there is, in Canada right now, there is zero accountability. There are no checks and balances. They can do whatever they want. Uh, and literally, they can get away with murder. So Daniel Smith is a, uh, is a you know, a, He's a shell. She's a shell, just like Pierre. She's playing the game. She is pretending to be for the people. But uh, look at the whole picture. We're picture. being led into the same pit, not as fast as Trudeau would like us to go. But nevertheless, we're being led to the Cargill, which is the biggest slaughterhouse in the country. And the people are not seeing it. So going back well, to what we 
Can, yeah. can I just ask you to interject for a moment? How, because people might be looking at you right now and listening and saying, what do you mean? She's supporting our resources. She's standing up against Justin Trudeau. She has ruled on behalf of uh, uh, gun owners, I believe, as well. Uh, there's steps that she's been taking, and I know Scott Moe is getting on board as well, and against the uh, carbon tax. These are popular issues. I, I want to really encourage people. I'm going to be interested in your answer in a second, but a large portion of the reason why these elected officials, whether they're far left or not, are making these decisions is because the voice of the people is rising, the voice of the majority. And they're always thinking about the seats and they know that we are um, organizing and get getting people to ready to run in next elections, people that we know we can trust and have vetted. And so that's a threat to them. We can um, continue to be organized. And in the last election, Action for Canada got multiple school board trustees elected. These are good things, but I just want to give people hope in that. But let's take a little further look. And why is it that Daniel Smith right now is making these decisions that look very good to the people that uh, are hearing this in the news? They, they have to. They have to because we are dealing with uh, two parties and one party is the bad one right now. And uh, when you look at the global uh, political sphere, the conservative uh, people are rising up. They're taking offices, they're becoming uh, prime ministers, they're becoming presidents. So uh, Canadian politicians are looking at this and they say, OK, we're in a big trouble. We must cater to the conservatives because the pendulum already swung the other way. So they're going to be doing some good stuff, like um, being fair to Stephen Harper, which I met many times, he did some good things. It's not that uh, conservatives are doing always evil things, but the end game, that's what I'm trying to educate people. The end game right. is always leading us to the same slaughterhouse. For example, Daniel Smith is a, a strong advocate for a phasing off uh, by 2035. She doesn't want to do it as fast as uh, you know, the liberal government wants, but she is advocating for a, a completeless destruction of our way of life by elimination of our oil industry, gas interest industry. I mean, this is insanity. We are literally in the province of Alberta uh, sleeping on oil. If I had the power, let's say I was the king of Alberta, I would turn Alberta into Saudi Arabia. If comes to wealth, because we have more oil, more gas here than Saudi Arabia. Why are we buying stuff from the people that hate us, from the people that hate our way of life? Uh, they hate the Christianity. <laughs> they hate the God. Why are we supporting our enemies instead of blessing the people that are living here? So. Uh, it's a very complicated thing. I'll have to talk for a few hours to explain the political realm, the oil industry, and why it's being done. The bottom line is this. Those people are playing a game. They realized that people are sick and tired of the Trudeau regime. They want him gone. Liberals are being associated with evil and corruption. Therefore, they need to be replaced. However, they're going to be replaced with the same entity. It's just a different side of the same entity. That's the problem that they are not seeing. They think that Pierre Polyev, you know, put it this way. Where was Pierre Polyev when we needed 
desperately when we needed politicians to be with us, when our children were being slaughtered, when our elderly were murdered, like during the Nazi era. They were nowhere mm -hmm. to be found. Daniel Smith was nowhere to be found. Pierre Polyev didn't show up even for one rally because they're cowards and they're traitors. When they saw the pendulums being, you know, going our way, fi finally they realized, okay, we're going to lose the election. We must cater to the conservatives. We got to give them something because if we don't give them something conservative, we are going to risk the next election because some other entity will rise up, the real conservative entity, and it scared them. It's all about yeah. political power. Um, Maxime Bernier, I truly believe that the election was rigged. Well, I was in the United mm -hmm. States during the time of the election um, when um, the American election was stolen from them by the use of the Dominion machines. Right after the American election, what happened? The machines were shipped to Canada. And I observed that and I said, look, uh, we <laughs> it's already done. It's gone. It, it, it has already been decided. There is no such thing as free and democratic election. It was decided that the liberal government is to win again. And Maxime Bernier, I believe, was supposed to win with the People's Party and he could win. It was a huge, huge uprising in Canada for something new. And he didn't because it scared him. The same thing happened to me when I was the leader of the Independence, uh, Independence Party of Alberta. I had more people coming to my town hall meetings than the premier of Alberta had. It scared them. It scared them because people are hungry for someone real, someone that is not playing a political game, someone that actually wants to serve uh, the people. So that's the problem we're facing. We're facing with a propaganda machinery that is spewing lie every single time they open their mouths. We are facing an opposition if it comes to finances. They're well-funded. Billionaires are funding those corrupted entities, those treacherous politicians. If I had the power, I would charge them with treason. And they don't want others to rise up because they're scared. I attended a meeting yesterday uh, in March of this year. I did a press conference exposing the corruption of Alberta's government and the police was called. And I did it on a public, in a public place at City Hall where all the media scrums are being done, completely legal and peaceful, just talking to the cameras. And the cameras came and I was telling them my piece. Security came, they called the police and they escorted me out and they charged me with trespassing for doing a press conference. And then so I did it outside. The police came again and they gave me one year trespass for doing a press conference outside City Hall. So yesterday, I was invited by my um, Jewish friends to uh, come to City Hall for a celebration to light the menorah. It's a big Jewish holiday, and I believe the Hanukkah is a Christian holiday. And um, I went peacefully to attend that, especially now it's important when the mayor of Calgary, Judy Gondek, said that uh, lighting the menorah is too Jewish, too political in support of Israel. Therefore, she is not going to come. When I learned that, 
people contacted me and they invited me to come. They want politicians to come and represent them, to be with them, especially now in the middle of war when people are dying and their daughters are being raped. I mean, it's a horrible situation. So I attended it. I was spotted by the uh, corporate security and they called the police and I was escorted out for nothing. I've done nothing wrong. I was just there peacefully. And I was escorted out and I was told that I am barred from City Hall indefinitely. So this is Canada of today. Politicians that are not aligning themselves with the globalist agenda are being kicked out, trespassed, attacked, arrested, ridiculed everywhere uh, we go. This should tell Canadians in how big of a trouble they are, because those tactics, you got to remember, I witnessed growing up behind the Iron Curtain under the boots of the Soviets. Those same tactics I've heard from my grandparents and the older generation that the Nazis implemented. Identical. We're not being shot yet on the streets of our cities, but if we will not oppose them now, I'm telling you, concentration camps are going to be built and people will be dying because the evil that we're dealing with, this war is good versus evil. Those monsters are like cancer and cancer never stops on its own. It has to be cut out. That's why I'm involved in politics. I hate politics. It's like a human maneuver in a sewer canal. I don't like well, those people. Evil, corrupted, manipulative, um, self-serving, greedy dogs. However, if we don't get involved, if we will not engage, if we will not take back our political sphere, our justice system, our media, if we will not get in, I'm telling you, our children have no future. No, and, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you um, on the show, Archer. I was really being very mindful of who I was going to have on. And then the week after, uh, on the 20th, we're going to be having a Christmas service. But I have been, in the last couple of months, bringing a lot of awareness to um, other so-called religions infiltrating into Canada and setting up their belief systems and their system of governance and pushing for that here in Canada. And so previously, so as I was being mindful about who I was uh, going to have on next and prayerful, I thought, okay, for the last two weeks, I've been uh, reporting on radical political Islam, infiltrating all levels of government and society at large. You're talking about the communism and that they're going to make uh, prisons. But I think the steps that they're using first is that they're flooding us with immigrants from third world countries who hate us, um, who haven't had the blessing of growing up in a free society who have been indoctrinated since birth to hate Jews and Christians and anybody that uh, lives, in, especially in a non-Islamic uh, life and uh, belief system. And so they're bringing those people in and those people, uh, you, if you, if the government was honest about it in our local police stations, uh, because they say it's race baiting or Islamophobic uh, to identify by race these individuals where crime is at an all-time high and and so canadians have been opened up to terrorists and they've been opened up to volatile people coming into our country uh these people come in and they don't know another way of life so an easy lifestyle for them to get into is lured with drugs and crime and theft 
And, and so this, this is the chaos that the government and the UN and the globalists are doing in their mass migration of misplaced people. Well, they're displaced because of all this phony climate change and these uh, displaced migrants with these open borders, which are according to the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, which, like you said, Stephen Harper was signing on to. And, and so I know some of the information that Pastor Artur is delivering today may be kind of hard because you're looking for that hope in Pierre Polliver, or you're looking, I'm sorry, I don't always say his name right. Um, um, and so also with Daniel Smith, but you have to look, as Pastor Artur said, about the fruit. What have these individuals been involved in previously before coming up and taking our talking points and running yeah. with them because they have the media to support them. And I right. always said, when it came to a lot of people like, oh, Action for Canada should get behind, they're doing a conservative um, leadership election. And I said, why would I support that? Their stripes the, the, of the zebra have not changed and their spots are still the same. Not one of, the, of them stood up against the deadly injections that they were manipulating, coercing, and forcing on society. Not one of them do. stood and up. Still and still, and do. still do. That's exactly in Alberta, not... In Alberta, Daniel Smith is still unleashed that on little children six months old. Your right? savior of Alberta is murdering, literally allowing the mm -hmm. murder of little children. And Pierre Polyevre is not speaking against that genocide. No one is. That should tell you everything. Now we have evidence. I mean, I had the evidence. You had the evidence at the very beginning, but people didn't. So they looked at us as conspiracy theorists and uh, you're out of lunch. But now everyone that wants to know the truth is out there. There's literally tens of thousands of doctors screaming, yelling from the rooftops, bloody murder, what has been done and is being done to the people. Now there's no excuse and people are dying. People yeah, are dying yeah. on a regular basis because of those deadly shots. And it's the conservative government that is doing it. Everywhere you go in the malls, they have those uh, vaccine little clinics, if you will, those places in malls for little children to be jabbed with a lethal injection. It's like a Russian roulette. You never know which one you're going to get or will your body react to it or not. People are suddenly dying. People are having heart attacks, all kinds of rapid diverse, cancer, right? Rapid cancer. cancer. I just, yep. A, a friend today has a, a, a neighbor, elderly couple that have been farming their whole lifestyle. And now he's got a rapid advanced cancer. And so she's going to be left on her own with a hundred head of cattle. And, and of course, these individuals, well, my friend has been educating her. And now this poor lady is turning around and saying, you're right, 100% right. And, and the, other, the other thing is, as well, if you look at the Conservative Party, the party was committed to traditional values. 
So when Andrew Scheer was leader of the Conservative Party and uh, they were voting on same-sex marriage uh, because Michelle Rempel was the frontliner for that, a so-called conservative, and everybody was writing, this was all pre-COVID that this battle was going on. And we were appealing to them saying, you either need to give all of the Conservative members their money back or you need to do according to what your commitment, your written commitment is, is traditional values. And same-sex marriage is not a traditional value. So people can Sonia, go and vote. Yeah. But that's that's Jason Kenney. He was there and voted in favor of every filth that there is. I mean, every abomination in the Bible, this man voted for before he became the premier of Alberta. If you look at Danielle Smith, she is standing for every vile thing that there is. She is pro-abortion. She is pro-homosexual perversion. She is pro-every wicked thing that there is. There is no moral standard. She is not conservative. Uh, Pierre Polyev is not speaking about anything that has moral value. Those are the well, same people. With Pierre Polyev, he will talk about these talking points, but he won't make commitments by the party. That That is something that came up. They were talking about the medical mutilization. What is it, a couple of months ago, they had their uh, party, uh, what do you call the conservative party FDM. meeting? And yeah, and everybody was very excited because, you know, they, they voted in the uh, situation, I don't remember quite the wording about it, but it had to do with the gender pronouns and medical mutilation of children. And then afterwards, when I was uh, hearing the fine print of it, it's not actually, uh, I don't understand it is anyways, an actual committed party policy that they will move into the future if they get elected. So these are things that we really need to be considering. So with this in mind, and, and as I was saying, I have been talking for the last couple of weeks about uh, multiculturalism and how it's a failure worldwide if the host country's values aren't embraced. That's what multiculturalism is about. We've got nations within nations setting up here. Everybody's fine for power and position. Nobody's expected to learn the language, to integrate it or assimilate anymore. And it's causing a lot of division. Uh, diversity is not our strength. Then we're looking at the infiltration of um, Islam. We're going to just call it right out what it is, the Palestinians on the streets, these are Muslims. And I have, it is reported that they are an arm of Hamas to flaunt their presence in Western nations because Islam's goal is to uh, take over the world, right? That everybody will submit to Islam. It's all, Islam means submission. So what Canadians have had a good look at is that that is actually officially a concern. And Prior to that, they were thinking globalism, Marxism, and communism were. They were thinking that one of the major concerns is what they're doing to our children. And it is a major concern, but we can pull our children out of school. But the political entryism by Khalistani Sikhs and uh, radical political Islamists should be of major, major concern to Canadians. And we're waving, you know, a, a red flag here warning. And we're trying to bring awareness that when we go, we need to invest in elections. When we go to the polls and when we vote, it isn't just a matter of uh, those radical individuals that are 
on board with Agenda 2021. It, are, it, it is those people who have become part of society who also have an ul ulterior motive. And many years ago, God called on me to proclaim Canada is a Christian nation. And I'm going to deviate for just a second here because I ended up, uh, Daniel Smith used to be on, was it talk radio? Was it global radio? It was um, uh, 77. Right. Okay. So when I had um, done a petition against the Global Compact and Migration uh, and the 17 Sustainable Vet Development Goals, in three days, 11 signatures, we gained the 11 signatures on that petition. And her producer called me to come on the show, uh, you know, to do an interview about it. 11, and the 000, concerns. 11,000. 11, yes. What did I say? 11. I summed. Okay, 11,000 signatures in three days. Thank you for correcting me. After when I hear it, I go, ooh, I got that wrong. And uh, so, yes, we got 11,000 signatures in three days. Every time it was signed, it went to, it was emailed to Justin Trudeau, Andrew Scheer, uh, Maxime had his party back then, Jagmeet Singh, and Andrew Scheer would not say a word about the Global Compact on Migration, but when he got 11,000 uh, emails, then all of a sudden he was willing to come up and, and, and say a word about it. So I end up on the radio show. We're live with uh, Danielle Smith. And so I made the comment that this is a Christian nation and she happened to snip at me. So everybody has to be Christian to live here. And I said, no, I says, but we need to value and embrace what that means to us. That is foundational to our democracy. Because, and, and so that pretty much ended our conversation. I think she cut to commercial, but I said it out loud, vocal. There was no stopping it. It was live. And, and this is what I'm trying to appeal to people. You may be an atheist. You may be agnostic. You may be of another religion. And you came to Canada to get away from all of the tyranny. But yet at the same time, you're supporting that tyranny. You're bringing those failed systems of belief to Canada. And Canadians are starting to stand up and say, we have a 100% guaranteed right to secure our borders and to, um, to uh, defend what this country was founded on. And that 100% is Judeo-Christian principles. And that is another reason why Pastor Artur is being hit so hard and pastors and churches were shut down during COVID is because the government knows that the only way for tyranny to reign in this country is to destroy Christianity, not to destroy Islam, because Islam in all of the nations that you live in, those people, those poor people that live there are living under tyranny, under an authority. And as well as in North Korea, China, Pakistan, and other nations, the West is the one that had freedoms. And if we don't get a clue and start fighting this together and our friends that have immigrated here, we're all going to be done. Yeah. You know, just two days after I was released from prison with my brother David for my crime of keeping the church open, I was charged for officiating an illegal gathering, participating in illegal gathering and and, um, you know, keeping the church's doors open, we got released. I received a phone call from a friend of mine, a counselor, and he said, uh, well, you should come here with the camera and have a look what is happening um, with, uh, in the Islamic Center. So I went there with my wife to record uh, what was going on. There was thousands, thousands of Muslims enjoying the Ramadan publicly. There was speeches, there was singing, there was thousands of people, no masks, 
no social distancing, nothing. At the same time where the Christian churches and, um, you know, Jewish synagogues were being shut down, brutally shut down, Mm -hmm. and our leaders were arrested, including me, they could do whatever they want. So I went to the police officer that was far, far away. They were not even on the premises. No one was interrupting anything. And I asked them, what's going on here? I just got arrested because I kept the church open. And you are here witnessing the crime, if you will. And they said, well, we were told not to engage. So the directives were coming from the highest offices because that's what they want. They want disruption. You got to understand those politicians are traitors to the Canadian people. They're traitors. They have betrayed Canada. They're working for a foreign entity. We have been infiltrated. What is being done to Canadian people is done to them on purpose. This is not by accident. They are not, inc- uh, you know, they're not doing this uh, because they don't know any better. They're doing this precisely to destroy the Canadian way of life, to attack us, to divide us, to destroy us. And they're doing this uh, using our own money. That's a scary part. They weaponize the healthcare system. They weaponize the justice system. They weaponize the so-called police officers. Uh, the politicians are cowards or traitors. Uh, they mm-hmm. weaponize mm-hmm. doctors and nurses. Um, and of course, there is no such thing as a free and independent media anymore. It's just propaganda. All of this right. was done to us purposely. And I just don't right. understand right. why people are not seeing it. Um, divide and Conquer, and- it's the oldest thing in the books. And they are being using this playbook on the Canadian population for quite some time. Right. And and that's really one of the strategies, right, as with the mass immigration is one, it gives Trudeau more votes. These people come here. They're so grateful. Uh, they don't understand that they're being used as pawns. They're just glad to get out of whatever mess that they're in in another foreign nation. But you cannot do this. We're not against immigration, but it has to be done slowly and incrementally. And people must be vetted for whether or not they um, will get along with Canadians, whether they'll embrace it. Now, when it comes to Islam, it is very well documented throughout history that Islam and the West, West with Western values, have never, ever been able to coexist together. And Bridget Gabriel was on the show last week, and as she has said, and it's become quite an infamous video that she put out when a Muslim had come to a committee meeting about four Americans, a committee meeting where four Americans uh, were killed and they were discussing what the response would be. And she's part of intelligence and uh, analytics as far as terrorism is concerned, having lived through all of this, or this herself. She's very well qualified, very well respected. And she said the moderate Muslim is irrelevant and because she compared it to the war with the Nazis, is that it wasn't all of the Germans that ended up killing millions of people, but the moderate Muslim or the moderate German was irrelevant. And then she went on to name many others in horrific wars where millions of people were murdered by a small handful of those radicals, and that majority was irrelevant. And because the Muslim population is also concerned about the radicals, they're hesitant to speak out. 
And so today on the show, I want to appeal to the moderate Muslims in Canada. You have left uh, 56 Islamic majority countries. You don't have to be here. And, and the question is, why did you come? And I'm not saying that in a critical way. It's a genuine question. You came here, if we're all honest about it, because of our Christian principles, our biblical values and what this country was founded on. And, and so if you want this freedom that you have attained here in Canada to exist, then you need to make a decision, a really tough decision this day, choose this day whom you're going to serve. Uh, and, and that actually leads into next what I wanted to talk to you about. And, and we're going to go into pastor mode and away from political mode. Just and, a second. Just yeah. before, okay. before you go there, I just want to ask people a very simple question. Show me one country that has a big population of Islamists or any Islamic state that has democracy and freedom. Uh, there's none. Look what it's is non-existent. Look what is happening in France. Look what is happening in England. It's done. Those countries are overtaken, destroyed. In other words, you escaped hell, and now you are creating the same hell you escaped from. That's the agenda. And of course, this fight is a fight between good versus evil, and do not participate in evil. Do not bring the same evil you escaped from to your new country, because I'm telling you, there will come a time where they, there will be no other place for you to escape, and you and your children are going to be crying. Well, if Islam, the radical, crazy, murdering Islam is so good, why are you here? You can always go back to live under Sharia law and enjoy your life. Going back to Daniel Smith, didn't she implement a Sharia banking in the province of Alberta? Yeah, right, right prior to the election, she had wanted extra votes. And so, uh, of course, as I was talking about political entryism, and as Muslims enter every foreign nation, as I said, their goal is world dominance, and they're very strategic. They don't care if this takes 100 years. And then they start pushing. So at the federal level, uh, Ikra Khalid, who has reported ties, uh, whether they are or aren't, do your research to the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, she gets elected as a liberal MP and tables motion M103, the Islamophobia motion, to uh, quell, uh, you know, criticism against Islam. Well, anything is up for criticism and, and to quell fear. Ken Hardy, my liberal MP, said he was going to be absent for the vote. He says, because you can't legislate against fear. And I said, well, you're 100% right, but why be absent for the vote? Why not vote no? And then all of a sudden the mosque shooting took place and it's all very highly questionable as to who was behind that mosque shooting. And all of a sudden Ken Hardy turns to me, totally gullible as to the timing of that right before the vote. And all of a sudden he says, I and I'm sure my friends across the aisle are going to vote in favor of this Islamophobia motion. Then you bring it in where Sharia banking has in incrementally been pushed in Ontario. There is an Islamic party of Ontario that's pushing. And then um, I was shocked when I recently, right before the election, had found out that Daniel Smith had implemented Sharia banking. And this is how they incrementally have come in and taken over UK. I challenge everybody, look up Sweden. They're at like 36% Islamists now. 
And this is what they do. So it's no longer about how we as Christians can have our territory and live and enjoy our life and our customs and our belief system. No, 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 you're not permitted to do that, right? They want to everybody to submit to their God. And now that's going to lead into our gods are not the same. A lot of people talk about this interfaith movement, whether with the Sikhs or the Hindus or whom, the Buddhists, but you can go back and date when a man, a human being started those religions, as far as Buddha is concerned and others, and people will throw their hands in the air and say, no, you're wrong, Tanya, but you can. Muhammad is, is, was the beginning of Islam. And because there was no Islamic text prior to that, there was, however, the Bible. And, and, you know, again, somebody is going to correct me on this. And then they minimize Christ to a mere prophet. And the reason I'm having this conversation as well, uh, Pastor Arthur, after the weeks that I've been reporting on Islam and the threat of it, is because we do, all of us can say, I know these really nice Muslim people. And they, there are beautiful, wonderful, nice Muslim people. I agree with that. My, my mechanic, for instance, <laughs> we have great conversations, but we do not serve the same God. And it would be an injustice for us as Christians to say that we do, because we believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. In the New Testament alone, 45 times, Jesus is referred to the Son of God. Now, it says in John 3.16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So the only way we go to get that we attain eternity, right, that we become Christians, that we know God and have life eternal is through Jesus Christ, right? There is no free pass around him. And so now these religions have risen up in the world where there's these false gods who sound so convincing and, and so close to biblical truths, but they're leading people astray. So uh, please, you know, uh, elaborate or add whatever you would right now, Pastor Arthur. Well, you're 100% correct. There is no other way outside of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is a God, and without him, there is no salvation. I mean, anyone that rejects God ends up in hell. Uh, there is no heaven for those that hate God or don't want to have anything to do with God. And it has to be the right God, not an idol. Um, the story of Muhammad is quite fascinating because he could not write, he could not read. He listened to some Jewish people, rabbis. He listened to some Christianity. And then he mixed all of it together, messed up the stories. And uh, someone after him, when he was already dead, put it together. But we got to remember how everything started. Uh, Muhammad is historic. I'm talking about history right now. He was a rapist, he was a murderer, he was a, a jihadist, he slaughtered people, he conquered, he married a girl, um, he had, you know, sexual thing with the girl that was nine years Consummated. old, yeah. right? It, it, it's sickening, really, if you think about it. Um, all of the things that this man did, this vile, evil man did, is considered an abomination in the eyes of the true living God. So we must understand that there we're not serving the same God. We're not talking about the same 
thing. We are talking about God that is holy and righteous and beautiful, a God of peace that doesn't want people slaughtering and raping and stealing from each other. Um, yet we're dealing here with, um, with an organization that wants to pillage, wants to rape, wants to steal, and without consequences, thinking that doing all of that, um, they can do it freely. But in the end of the day, we must remember that for everything you have done, every evil you have committed, every lie you have spewed out there, there's consequences. You will pay for everything. And outside of Jesus Christ, outside of Jesus's blood and the cross and the sacrificial offering, there is no salvation. No one will enter heaven without Jesus Christ. So if you think he's just a mere man, he's a good man or prophet or whatever, you're not going to make it. It's, all, it's either God's way or highway. With, without, without going to your knees and accepting the sacrifice is like spitting in a face of God saying, I want to accept you, but I don't want to have anything to do with your son that paid the price for my sins. It's not going to fly. Imagine, uh, you know, as a father, imagine someone coming and spitting in the face of my son. Uh, it's not going to go well with me. Right. And that's exactly what people are doing. They're spitting in the face of Jesus and saying, but God, we like you. We just don't like your son that paid the price for our sins. It's, it's not going to work out. So we must go back to the Bible. And it's very hard because I have a great time with some of, um, of Muslims. I, you know, as, just like you, we, we work sometimes with each other. We see each other. And there are some wonderful people. And most of them, believe it or not, most of them want to live in peace. They just want to enjoy this land. It's a beautiful, it's the best country on earth. They just want to enjoy their lives. They want to work hard and give something to their children. However, those criminal organizations above them are just simply not allowing them to enjoy this new freedom. They want to destroy everything on their path. And that's what we see in Sweden. That's what we see in France. That's what we see in England and all the other countries that are being taken over by a militant, aggressive, hateful um, organization that in the, in the name of religion is pillaging, raping, stealing, robbing, and, and doing all those e evil things. So we must somehow realize that that's not what we want. And if you don't want right. something like this in your country, then you must oppose it. You must stand yeah. up against that. They must stand with us, right? And because um, the, the point of the Muslim majority are irrelevant is because wherever they go, the radicals come and they have the time, the money and the will, right, to, to overturn the West. Uh, they are fixated on, on this agenda. And the dangerous ones are, are the Islamists, the radical political Islamists that are in suits. And because they're the ones that understand the bigger plan, uh, what we see happening in Hamas right now and the Palestinians that are out on our street supporting, supporting terrorism, because that's what they're doing, and the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, is they're wanting the complete annihilation of a complete race. Like the, right. the Jewish people have a right to Israel. They have a right to defend their borders and they have a right to take out Hamas. 
even many of the videos that Hamas is showing right now as propaganda are being reported from past wars in Syria. Um, and on the shows, I'm just gonna repeat it every time for the people that are young people, right? Who from universities are being radicalized uh, by the Muslim Student Association and others within, uh, because I, I'm saying that allegedly because they are being reported to be aligned with the Muslim Brotherhood. So how is this getting into our schools if these people aren't bringing it in? And so our young people think that going to these, uh, because everybody hates to see what's going on in Palestine, they hate to see that innocent people are being, uh, you know, killed, but they're not pointing the finger at the right individuals. They're not pointing it at Hamas. And they're not saying, why have they not provided bomb shelters? Why are they not letting their, their citizens, their civilians move away from Hamas when Israel is saying, we're coming after your school because there's an, an underground uh, ammunition center and they're doing their their intelligence and they're going in they're shooting people the hamas and they're shooting their own people so they can't leave and they're using them as human shields and so i sit here and having this conversation with you in a free and democratic nation and there are those in canada that are going to attack us for this there will be probably some hate in the description and i'll tell you right now yes i will delete hate that's going to be pronounced in, 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 in the description, because I expect respect for our guest and this democratic conversation. If you want to be part of the dialogue, if you want to provide information to counter what we're saying, we welcome that. All right. But we're not going to welcome hate or threats because this is a conversation in our country. All right. If you don't like our country, the question is, why are you here? And as Artur had said earlier, when you're looking at certain elected officials in Canada, such as Pierre uh, and such as Daniel Smith, you look at the fruit. If we look at the Islamic nations, 95% of the, those nations used to be Christian, and now it's less than 6%. The state of Israel, Jerusalem, is less, I believe, than 3% Christian because Islam is coming in and conquering look up armenia right now and what they're doing to the armenian christians they are slaughtering them what you saw in israel is going on in armenia and nobody is talking about it what is the common thread to all of this but it is all the common thread of islam radical political islamists and and so my heartfelt is to challenge muslims all of those beautiful muslims kind people that are in canada to say you're either not reading the Quran, the Sadith, or the Hadith and the Sirah, because you would see that over 50% of your sacred texts talk about how to kill and subdue Christians and Jews and the unbelievers. And so I just don't understand the following that if we have the eyes to see, pray to God and ask him for wisdom. Ask him that if I am right and that our, our Christianity, our Bible is definitely, it says in the Bible that God says there is no way uh, to the Father, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus is, and nobody comes to the Father but through him. If I am right, then your eternity is at hand. And so That's I right. invite you to pray and ask God, don't listen to me, don't be upset with me, right? Instead, go to God and say, God, if I have been deceived, and if I am following a false God and a false teaching, 
make yourself known to me, make Jesus real to me, and God will do that. So many Muslims right now, their testimonies are coming to, to know Jesus as their personal savior. So are atheists, agnostics, and um, many other people, because you cannot deny the, the depth of the evil that we're experiencing in our nation regarding COVID and this murderous jab that they have put in people's arms, and then they can't deny the depths of the barbaric, demonic type of evil that took place in Israel. In the West, we don't understand that there are multiple levels of war commenced against us, and you do not have the luxury anymore of putting your head in the sand and not doing something about it. So I'm going to be wrapping up, and I'm going to give Pastor Artur a chance, but I want to also say at that point, strategy of war in a country this large is that we need to be actively involved in every single community taking back every level of government we need to be rising up within those communities and we need to elect people into office that 100 percent believe in our foundation as a christian nation and that in their fruit they will act to actually get into office and seek and ende endeavor to put everything that has been destroyed in this nation based on biblical principles back into effect. And you have a responsibility to do that. So please join Action for Canada. Make sure that you join an Action for Canada chapter and get busy involved with our chapters. And uh, because we're hitting at all levels of government, all of the different uh, tyranny, whether it's against this uh, jab, we're taking legal action against that, whether it's against the 15 minute city, with the soji what's going on in our schools the wind sex ed we're we're on all levels hitting back they wanted chaos to enter but we've stayed calm and strategic and pastor artur i'm telling you we spoke for over an hour last night and my heart was heavy for him as we shared together the um the the depth of the tyranny that is going on behind citizens backs and Pastor Artur, I know that people call you a hero in this nation, and but you are a warrior. And I thank God in a way that what the enemy meant for harm in your childhood and be, being brought up in communist Poland and the tragedy that you lived through there to come to a free nation and face it against here. I thank God that he's taking what the enemy meant for harm and using it for good, that you have that warrior spirit that men need to take an example from and they need to understand that if we don't politically win this war at all levels of government, the battle is going to the streets. And we need men to understand their role in this day in society. And they need to take example from you, my friend. So anyways, just uh, as we wrap up, please give us a word here at the end. Thank you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We need to get involved. That's why we in the province of Alberta created a political party called the Solidarity Movement of Alberta. Solidarity Move Movement of Alberta.ca. If you want to be part of that movement here in Alberta, it's a political entity that we started uh, during the election. So uh, there is hope. People are rising up in Ontario. There is Ontario Party. Maxime is still fighting. Uh, Saskatchewan is rising up. Uh, Manitoba is rising up. Europe is rising up as well. Italy. Uh, Netherlands, Australia. I was just today on the show Argentina. with Argentina. Um, <laughs> Argentina, uh, Australia is rising too. They have uh, formed a very powerful political party. Tens of thousands of people joined. Um, so we're doing it. Uh, we're doing it. And I just want to say, 
the Jesus died for everyone. He died for the blacks, whites, yellow, green, you name it, red. He died for the natives. He died for the uh, Islamists, for the Muslims. He died for everyone. And he wants people to come to him. It breaks my heart, especially now when the terrorists were raping girls, chopping them to pieces and parading their bodies in Gaza and in Israel. It, it was a heartbreaking thing. Here, I want to end with this. Um, from Genesis 17, 1, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him again and said, I am God, all powerful. If you obey me and uh, always do right, I'll keep my solemn promise to you and give you more descendants than can be counted. Um, I promise that you will be the father of many nations. I don't understand this fight between the brothers, both parties, and including the Christians, so three parties, we claim that our father is is Abraham, that we come from that lineage. Uh, the Jews and, and, um, and the Muslims are saying that, you know, our father, <clears throat> Abraham, Ishmael, and Isaac. And I'll give you a lot of descendants, and they will become great nations. Some, the, uh, some of them will even be kings. I'll always keep the promise, verse 7, that I made to you about, you know, descendants. And I will give you the whole land of Canaan. God says, the one that they say that they're worshiping, says to Abraham and his descendants that he will give the whole land of Cana to your family forever, and I will be their God. I mean, <clears throat> especially here for the Christians, it's a full stop. God has spoken. I'm giving this land to them. Either you like it or not, it's theirs, because I said so. And, and yet there's some kind of a dispute right now. Um, that God made a mistake, that he doesn't know or didn't know what he was doing. I mean, give yourself uh, head a shake and start reading the Bible and stop this hatred. I don't understand this hatred. Just because you believe differently, you know, why do you want me dead? Just because I mm -hmm. believe a little bit differently than you, what's going on? Why there is such a craziness in people's minds and hearts, the only conclusion that I come to is that this war is good versus evil. They are evil. Evil entered their hearts and just want, they want hate. They want murder. They have murder in their, in their hearts. <clears throat> and um, we have this banner that we made because at City Hall, in front of City Hall, where we feed the homeless people, we have on our right, every week we have the Jewish people in front of us, we have thousands of Muslims yelling and screaming to murder the Jewish people. Uh, behind us, there is a skating uh, ring. People are just going in a circle like a hamster in a wheel around and around, didn't, don't care about anything else. And we are feeding the poor, preaching the gospel. And um, so we see this craziness every single week uh, right now. And we made the banner for all the people, not just for the Jewish people, not just for the skaters, not just for the Muslims and the Christians, and it says that there will never be peace. There will be no peace in the Middle East until they come and accept the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Mm, this conflict amen. will never end. There will be a, a horror after horror after horror unless the people, all the people, will come to their knees accepting Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior because He is the Prince of Peace. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and liberty. If you are thirsting for liberty, 
If you want peace, because I'm telling you, we could have no peace. The jihadists, they have no peace. The, the Hamas, they don't have peace. The, the globalist devils, the psychopaths, they have no peace. I'm telling you, they have no peace. There is no peace for the wicked, the Bible says. If you want peace, if you want joy, if you want freedom, please accept God, the only one that is the Prince of Peace and is the one that can bring liberation not just to your soul, but also to your to your region, to your society, to your family, to your to your country. Jesus is the only answer to our problems. And my heart breaks when I see so much hate. People are hating each other just because they were born in a different place. You had no say. I had no say. I grew up. I was born in hell under the boots of the Soviets behind the Iron Curtain. I had nothing to say in the equation. I was born there and, and here I was doing my best to remain human. We don't have a choice where we were born, but we have a choice if we want to remain humans or if we will become beasts, monsters. Do not be a monster. Stay human because one day you're going to die and you will face the giver of life that says, die shall not murder and i'm telling you it's not going to be pretty for those people that have chosen to do evil stop doing evil come to god do not follow evil leaders follow god that says forgive your enemies do good to those that hate you and persecute you be a good neighbor enjoy this land we are living in the best country on earth that the government is doing everything in their power to destroy it. So don't participate in the destruction of your own country for the sake of your children. Don't do it. Don't align yourself with wicked, with evil people that hate others just because they have a different color or they grew up in a different place than you or they believe a little bit differently than you. Enough of this division, enough of this hatred. Amen. Amen. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Archer. I, I have been so blessed by having you on today. This, it's been very heavy what the world is facing. When we look back over the last decade of how far Canada has fallen, uh, we look at one of, in the past couple of decades, actually, I believe it was when we began to take God out of school, we began to take him out of government, and then all of a sudden they started replacing him with ungodly evil entities. And evil doesn't have... Uh, you know, a line. It will just keep going and keep going and keep going. And and so I always say, I think in Canada, we, we've seen uh, the consequences of that and uh, really the only answer is to get back to God. And I sure. know some people have said, Action for Canada is a, is a Christian organization. And yes, once in a while, we're going to be preaching uh, because somehow we're desperately trying to get you to understand how relevant this issue is. We are not saying that you have to become Christian. Bless your heart, we wish you would, because <laughs> we want to see you in heaven too. But what we're saying is, you know that moment, and I pretty much would be sure that everybody that's watching our videos uh, and this interview is going to be somebody that's woken up over the last couple of years. They're awake. They understand that they were deceived. Um, possibly they even took the jab. Um, I don't know in what other ways you've been deceived, but that aha moment where you went, oh my goodness, you were right. And I received hate mail originally at the beginning of COVID thinking, I saying, I hope you get COVID and die. And that's how I see this situation is that 
we have this great awareness of what is foundational to this country in order to save it, in order to maintain our democracy, and that is our Christian foundation. And we're in some way trying to desperately help you to understand that. And so I hope that we've accomplished that today and, uh, you know, that we, we deliver this message in love. And so, Pastor Artur, keep up the good work and don't stop. We need you on the front lines and uh, we so appreciate your loving and, and fellowship and servanthood in your community. And uh, we just want to encourage you, and I just say God bless you, that he would increase your territory. I pray his favor upon you as well as you continue in Alberta, like other provinces, to uh, fight to get good people into office. And uh, yeah, just again, thank you so much, and thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you so much, and I just want to end this. We desperately need God back in Canada. The moment he shows up, it's over for the wicked. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I'm telling you, the moment he comes, we win. And I think he Amen. is coming. I think more and more people are looking for him. And don't quit. Don't give up. Keep plowing. Keep putting the seeds into people's hearts. And one day we shall see an amazing harvest. So be blessed and see you next time. Thank you. Amen. Wow, that was an amazing interview with Pastor Artur. I hope you can appreciate the depth of the conversation that we were digging into, and uh, both his and my heart in trying to really emphasize to Canadians the topic of what we're uh, speaking on and why it really is foundational and so important to our freedom moving forward. So, all uh, right, let's take a look. Uh, next week is going to be our Christmas service celebration. Uh, please take note that it's at 5 p.m. We're not opening the Zoom doors at 4.30. There will be no orientation. I won't be giving a weekly update. I also want to let you know that on December uh, 27th and January 3rd, there will be no Empower Hour. We're going to take a bit of a break here at Action for Canada. We want you to enjoy your families and, and, and your friends and uh, really wish you a very blessed Christmas. But please join us next week for the service. It's going to be a lot of fun. And don't forget the Ugly Christmas uh, Sweater Contest. You need to send us your sweater photos by Monday, December 18th. Okay, so the verse for this week, verses, I actually picked a few that uh, I spoke about during the interview. So Joshua 24, 15, Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served or the gods, notice that's a small G-O-D, okay? God the Father is always spelt with a capital, so these would be false gods. Or the gods of the Amorites in, who, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the next verse is John 3.16, one of the very first verses I memorized as a little girl. I was nine years old when I gave my life to the Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And then the final verse in closing is John 4, 14, 6. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Anyways, we hope to see you next week. If you can't make it, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, the Empower Hour will commence on January 10th. 
God bless you and God bless Canada.